Welcome to the FHE Podcast, hosted by Amy and Maddie. We are the Fruity Horny Exmos. Welcome back to the FHE Podcast. Hello. Hello. We're so excited that you're here because we're going to start off with some good news. If you listened to our episode last week, you'll know that we had mentioned we weren't going to explain our engagement story (laughs) because of the heavy, heavy topic. Every topic I feel like we hit is heavy, but... (laughs) Some more so. Yeah. So we're going to do that before we get into today's topic. I kind of want to hear your perspective explained first, and then I can... um, (laughs) Fill in the other information after. Okay. Amy planned a fancy dinner. And at the beginning of the week, she said, oh, we should get our nails done. (laughs) Which I've like never said. Never. So (laughs) that was suspicious. And I knew it would be sometime in between now and Thanksgiving, aka my birthday. So (laughs) I knew it was coming. Our friends were going to go to this barbecue together and we were all going to meet there because we all have very busy lives. So, but I was going to drive there with my friend. Shout out, Brie. So Brie picked me up and we started heading over to the barbecue. And then, <laughs> um, lo and behold, it was not a barbecue. What? This is shocking. I know. So, but I didn't realize it until I got out of the car. <laughs> Um, and I even waved to Amy from the car. Before you guys parked, yeah. But and I was I, like, she doesn't know. No, but yeah, then I looked. <laughs> I didn't look right next to Amy where a cute picnic was all set up. But And then our other friend, shout out, Abby. Abby. She was filming and I said, Abby, why are you crying? Because she was crying. And then I saw Amy and realized what was going on. And I was like, oh. <laughs> So they tricked me. So then I walked over to Amy and she read this cute little um, note that she wrote me towards the beginning of our relationship because we used to write back and forth Love in notes. a little journal. Yeah. yeah, we have this little journal that we got in Park City yeah. before we were even official, <laughs> I think. I can't remember off the top of my head now. I don't remember either, but I think honestly, I wrote it, I that think I wrote surprised it, me. I think I wrote it in August. Okay, of so last one year. month later, <laughs> one month after we met, Amy wrote me this very sweet note. And it was so basically a proposal It basically speech. was. So that's what she read. Yep. It was very sweet. And our friends took pictures of us. And mm-hmm. then we had dinner on our cute little You forgot to say the part where I proposed. Oh, and then Amy <laughs> proposed. Before the dinner. I thought that was implied. <laughs> well, I want you to say it. Okay, and then Amy proposed, and it was very sweet, and I said yes, obviously. Thank God. I know, it was a close one. And then we had dinner, and we watched the sunset, and chatted, and we listened to some music, and Amy also made a cute little video of all of our friends and family counting down the days to when she would propose. Yep. So we watched that, and it was very sweet, and then we came home. And we had some cake. Very fancy, very big cake. Yeah. I did not know how big it was, it was when I ordered it. Yeah, I mean, it's just tall. Yeah. But it was good. So, yes. Yeah. That's and the story. To 
fill in the rest of the things that Maddie <laughs> didn't know about at the time. I had planned this sunset picnic surprise because, again, early in our relationship, I actually surprised her with a picnic at the same park. And <laughs> if you live in Utah, if you've ever driven past the point <laughs> of the mountain, then you've probably seen the like paragliders that um, jump off above in like Draper. And fun fact, uh, that's just a public park. Anyone can go there. But I surprised Maddie with that picnic once. Um, again, I think it was like a month in. Um, classic. Classic Amy. I'm a romantic. What well, can I say? It worked out. So Yeah, it's true. So, yep, I decided to do a throwback. And I got her. <laughs> and I threw her off the scent because I photoshopped a screenshot from Instagram from this event like group that we're a part of or that we've attempted to go to like things before. <laughs> yeah, we have not quite made it there, but <laughs> we thought we were this time, but it was fake. But anyway, I took a lot of precautions to ensure that she did not know. It was very sneaky. And I faked her out by saying we would have a fancy dinner on Saturday at this restaurant that we've gone to a few times. But then I proposed on Wednesday. Gotcha, bitch. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, I was very caught off guard. I was not expecting it. I know. It was funny. Yeah, it was was funny. And like on the drive there, (laughs) Brie was just like, she has no idea. I know. (laughs) I didn't. Yeah. You tricked me. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to surprise you. And then you said yes. And we had a very nice picnic. Mm -hmm. And you loved your ring. Yeah. So that's how we got engaged, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep, so just wanted to start off this episode giving you guys the lowdown (laughs) on how I asked my beautiful co-host to marry me. So, um, and in other news, it'll be next October that we get married. We already booked our wedding venue because we're extra as hell. But But also we wanted to make sure we had the day that we wanted. Yeah. And I feel like we couldn't really plan anything else until we knew what venue it was. Oh, we definitely, definitely could not. So So now that that's... Out of the way. We don't have to worry anymore. <sighs> I know. I mean, we still have to worry. There's lots to do. But we have a year. And yeah. the place we're getting married is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And everything we wanted. So super, yeah. super pumped for that. But that's in a year. So hopefully if we're still doing <laughs> this in a year, we'll let you know how that goes. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will too. That is <laughs> our update. Um, Did we already talk about Frankie? I think we did, yeah. But if we didn't, Frankie is our new cat, aka my cat, <laughs> and he's a cute Halloween boy. Uh-huh. He's a black cat, and he's, he's fluffy, and he's so big. He's huge. And I, we just bought him an orange and white sweater for Halloween, and he did not like it, but we put it on him anyway. He looked very handsome and yes, Halloweeny. Very Halloweeny. So he's such a sweetie. I'm obsessed with him. So. Yeah, he's literally perfect. This is. This is how mothers feel i bet yeah that's how i feel about my cat oh that was so cute (laughs) (laughs) it's the truth i know i know it is so that is the update on our end um in our personal life so now we're gonna get down to the topic at hand (laughs) down to business which is what's the topic this week maddie today we're talking about purity culture bitches that's what i wrote on my page i love that (laughs) that's exactly how it should start so maddie did the research for this week's topic so she'll be leading the discussion in today's episode so take it away maddie okay thank you amy so purity culture 
Number one. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. Can't wait to find out. So purity culture uses shame-based tactics to preach abstinence. And so if you grew up in Utah, that's what your sex ed looked like. It was just abstinence and scaring you with all the STDs. Um, Yeah. That was pretty much what mine was too in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So not great. But anyway, and there's been a few pushes like throughout the years, but it was pretty popular in the 1990s, which I thought was interesting because one article that I found mentioned the AIDS crisis, um, Hmm. which was taking place during the 1990s. Um, So it's kind of interesting that there was like this push for abstinence during a time where there was like this hysteria about yeah about AIDS. So there was a program that was started in 1993 called True Love Waits. That's when I was born. Wow. As the movement was growing in the 90s, um there's an estimate of 2.5 million teenagers who were a part of True Love Waits. Purity culture and the push for abstinence came from christian evangelicalism this is also where purity rings came from the signed um purity pledge cards and i think i signed one of those you did ew it sounds (laughs) it sounds familiar that during my middle school sex education i think that was a part of it Hmm. but that was like i mean i guess That'd be like mid 2000s. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, purity culture hasn't really gone away, you know, but there is those periods of time where there was a a bigger push for it. Yeah, of course. So in the 90s was definitely one of those, but. Them fucking Christians, am I right? (sighs) You right, bitch. And there's also purity balls. So that sounds like an oxymoron. True, but no, it was it was a dance, and girls right. would dress in white, and they'd be escorted by their fathers, which ew, I know, is horrible. So, just another example of a father of a father parading around <laughs> his daughter, yeah, as a virgin. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's call a spade a spade. Am I right? Yeah, and right. that just makes me think of those pictures of dads that are like holding a shotgun next to their daughter and her prom date. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ugh. I know. Relax. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And just like the patriarchy, just, it just is like a cycle. Yeah. Anyway. Never um, ending, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And there's a verse in Thessalonians. Which is, which is kind of the Great. fundamental message. Okay. Um, which is, I am making a commitment to myself, my family, and my creator that I will abstain from sexual activity of any kind before marriage. I will keep my body and my thoughts pure as I trust in God's perfect plan for my life. So that's like purity culture in a nutshell. Cool, cool, cool. Great. I hated that. And so the article that I found, which we will link all of the sources. In the description. So. Um, yes. Um, talked about how some of the critics of the movement have issue with the 
huge emphasis on virginity and how that's the greatest gift that a man and woman can give to each other because, you know, heteronormativity. Great. Um, but anyway, but then other aspects of healthy relationships like emotional attachment, intellectual compatibility, or just like kindness, understanding, those are all kind of put on the back burner because there is such a huge emphasis on virginity on virginity yeah yeah that's not gonna be a healthy relationship obviously if that's all that you yeah if your if your foundation is neither one of us have had sex with someone else and also that just the concept of virginity is fucked because it's about penetrative sex Mm -hmm. so that's not real because sex is not just about putting a penis in a vagina. No, it's not. It's lots of different things. Yeah. So, so. and people always ask me, well, not always, but I've gotten some questions like, yeah, how do you have sex with, with a, a woman? woman? <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that too. And I'm like, I'm like, um, okay, so <laughs> do you only, if you're straight and you have sex with men, do you only have them put their dick in you and then that's it that's it and you don't orgasm because let's be real you're not gonna (laughs) um so if anything between a a gay couple (laughs) and a straight couple who's having more orgasms it ain't the straights it's not the straights and amy and i always joke about like are the straights okay they're Truly. not because they're not orgasming. Yeah, that's why they're also fucking angry. <laughs> How about you orgasm for once, you piece of shit? Amazing. <laughs> Listen, we we're in, we don't discriminate. <laughs> I we mean, have straight friends. I discriminate against straight men, that's straight fair. white men. Yeah, who are dicks. Who are dicks, and also Christian mostly. Yeah, because but not all white straight men yeah, are. Dicks, we know that so that's listen. We're not making. We fucking get it. Um, but also, this fucking podcast is for the marginalized people that can relate to our story and not what society is built for, aka straight white men. Yeah. So no, fuck I off. Know. Why and are also, you here? No, I know. And also, I don't but even also thanks know. For if, listening. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if any straight white men are listening they might. to this podcast. But if you are, we love you. Thank you for listening. Because if you're, if I will say, if you're here, then you probably are fine and you can have rights. But every other <laughs> white man. Anyway. Anyway. Yikes. Kind of sorry. We on a rant there. I always am getting really upset about men. So. Yeah. Please continue. So I can anyway. get upset about that. Okay, cool. So the rest of the information that I have for you today comes from Dr. Julie Hanks, who is a licensed LDS therapist slash influencer slash author. She wrote a book called Assertiveness Guide for Women. And I really like Julie Hanks because she is a practicing Mormon, but she really just thrives in the gray area. So love that for her. So she is really pushing the boundaries and the cultural norms in the church via Instagram. So love to see it. And that's not for me, but we do need more people like her in in the church who are speaking out. So yeah, I think I definitely think it's good that they that I think it's good that she is pretty outspoken. Um, I do know 
there have been a few posts that are still kind of like oh yeah definitely not as inclusive or yeah. things like that but i think it's a good stepping stone in between those yeah. worlds yeah. so no i agree and i just think it's funny i think it was for last conference in april and someone on twitter i think made a list of like yeah oh yeah what was it? like oh it was false prophets oh yeah and, yeah, and yeah. julie hinks was on there which is <laughs> yeah because a bunch so like stupid. pretty much everyone else was like an ex-mormon yeah um but all she does is like she doesn't really talk about like doctrine does she no not really i feel like it's more like empowering women um well i guess in that's, the church i guess you know? that's against doctrine yeah and policy, ex- exactly so. but yeah, i don't know she's she's cool yeah i i i there's been plenty of things that she's posted on instagram that i've shared mm-hmm. um because i do think that what she's doing is good yeah do i think that there's room for improvement of course leave the church just kidding um exactly <laughs> but, but i do think all things considered, the fact that she is still a part of the church and what she's saying overall, I would say like 80% good. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Okay, keep going. Okay. So, and this month she's actually talking about recovering from the effects of purity culture. Wow, what luck. I know. All right. So, what are the negative effects of purity culture? Number one, it creates shame about our bodies, (sighs) which is ridiculous a problem (laughs) clearly Mm -hmm. um you should love yourself (laughs) yeah and you should also love yourself a throwback to our masturbation episode (laughs) i'm just saying true and love yourself be gay do crime be gay do crime always 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 um that's accurate anyway good lord okay (laughs) continue sorry anyways um and kind of going off of that one hyperfixation on appearance which looking at the Mormon church, that checks out because I feel like everyone is so focused on being cookie cutter, perfect, yeah. when like in reality, they're not. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think you could just search up any, especially, I don't know, I was going to say especially like the like 20 year old girls that go to BYU, but also the, the boys that go to BYU. Yeah. I mean, I think it applies to everyone. Yeah, for so. sure. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a percentage of members who clearly don't fit that mold, but then they're yeah. kind of like ostracized. I've I've always noticed that. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating. Yeah, it is because that really should not matter. And they're like, oh yeah, the the smoker came to church in jeans. Yeah, it's and like, like okay. some people are like, wow, I love that, but then other people are like judging them. So anyway, yeah, that was kind of. A different topic but um another one is judgment and management of others so like we were just saying like judging other people for not doing the same things that you're doing it's like staying in fucking lane yeah exactly and like and that could mean like what you're wearing or what you do so many things but and then another one is purity culture stunts healthy sexual development because you don't you don't have those experiences until you're married but then when you are you don't know what the fuck's going on so it does it just does not work out and listen i respect people who are like oh no i'm like saving myself for marriage however that doesn't mean that you can't be educated about it 
100% because I have said this a lot in real life and even on Twitter. If I had had sex before I got married, I wouldn't have gotten married <laughs> to a man. I would have figured it out way sooner. Way sooner. Um, which like obviously I can't fault what my journey is and it's led me to being here on this podcast with the love of my life and I'm lucky for that. But looking back, it is frustrating to know just how just how fucked up it's it is to think about your whole life you're you're told this is bad this is bad don't ever think about it don't look at don't talk about it don't look at stuff and then the second you're married a switch just flips Mm -hmm. and now you can do things because you're married yeah and i know for my ex-husband that was really really hard for him Mm -hmm. me i've always been a slut so it doesn't really (laughs) matter but if i had had the opportunity to explore the physical intimacy side of a relationship that would have really saved me a ton of heartache and assault and abuse honestly <laughs> not from not i should to say to put it frank not from my ex-husband he was a oh, yeah, he was no. a gem he's a sweet guy but other people that <laughs> because i was so inexperienced in my mid 20s it was yeah. it was bad so i just if you want to save yourself from marriage of course, that is your that is your personal choice. We're not saying that you should go sleep with people just just because, but yeah. let it be your decision exactly. and not the church's decision or society's decision. Yeah, exactly. And we have talked about good girl syndrome on this podcast before, and that kind of goes along with um what you were saying about getting married and then that switch flipping and then you know, you've been told your entire life that you should not do any of those things. Yeah, God forbid. So then it's just like a shame cycle pretty much and that causes issues in your relationship. So not good. Some more negative effects of purity culture is that modesty culture is purity culture. Yep. Um. So again, like only basing a woman's worth or an AFAB person or anyone um, on what they can do for other people and and their their body um, is fucked. Yep. <laughs> so, and yeah, just modesty drives me nuts. Yeah, modesty culture taught me that my body didn't belong to me. Yeah. It belonged to the men around me that couldn't keep their thoughts to themselves or their actions to themselves. The victim will always get blamed. Yeah. That's just modesty culture, which, again, is just purity culture. So fuck both of them. Modest is not hottest. (laughs) I know. Oh, God. Just all that shit. Remember, girls, modest is hottest. Modesty is hottesty. Did you ever hear that song? No. Oh. What? Yeah. I can't remember how it goes except for that part. You but taught people like, are weird. Modesty is hottesty. Modesty is hot. <laughs> or something like that. Wow. A bop, clearly. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Utah. What's going on? I don't know. But yeah, modesty culture is just absurd. Yeah. And there's definitely some sexism built into it some. as well. Okay. A lot of sexism is built into <laughs> it just because the 
cultural norm is that men are superior and women are inferior. Yeah, men are allowed to do whatever they want with their body. But we're not allowed to do whatever we want with our bodies. And if you really want to see, if you're a man, number one, good for you that you're here. Number two, let's chat. (laughs) I think you could probably (laughs) use more education. Um, But go listen to The Man by Taylor Swift. Ooh, yes. Because, and watch the music video. Yeah. Because that, I think, is a really good example of this horrible man can do whatever the fuck he wants yeah and if it was a woman and it's been women before and those women get called derogatory names whereas men are almost like championed because of them and that's just fucking horrible yeah and i and infuriating just uh makes me mad anyway yeah keep getting on tangents about men sorry doesn't beyonce have a song about that too if i were a boy if i I were were a boy (laughs) anyway that just came back to me understand (laughs) how to burn a (laughs) yep beyonce also has a song I'm going to leave that in. Uh, yeah, why not? It's funny. <laughs> it is funny. And it's definitely our per- real yeah. personality. <laughs> <laughs> a little taste of how it is day in to our, day. In our home. Anyway, I think those songs are good examples of sexism, especially in how men can do whatever the fuck they want. And women have to be modest, whether it's in dress or attitude or actions. Yeah. And it's, it sexualizes them and makes, Always. makes us responsible for what men are thinking. You know, yep. I'm glad you brought up victim blaming because purity culture is closely related to rape culture, i.e. look at what they were wearing. They deserved it. They were asking for it, you know. Yeah. How much did they drink? Where were they? Exactly. Um, what, do you, what do you expect if you are out at night, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Yeah wearing that anyway but you are not responsible for that if that no. happens to you can so i interject that really yeah, quick go, on of course, just on it. um specifically on rape culture so i know i reference my ex-husband a lot on this podcast um but for good reason i learned a lot about myself and relationships in that and something that i was really proud of in that relationship was he was never like outwardly sexist um but i mean there is just institutionalized sexism built into society yeah and i remember the second i got married like men at church wouldn't talk to me if i was with him they would talk to him they would look at him and talk to him even if i was because i'm i was more extroverted than than he was and he would not talk to them so i would be the one i would be the one talking to these men and they would look at him and answer him. And oh. he like, he didn't even realize that yeah. because again, it's not something that men are conditioned to look for or yeah. that they experience. That happens to them, yeah. And so I really put a lot of time and effort into <laughs> helping him understand just how different the world is for a woman. And I remember one distinct moment that really, I feel like helped him understand and there was a trend going around for a little while where people who weren't men were posting the thoughts that they think when they are alone 
at night outside. Mm, yeah. And like what precautions they take or whatever. And there's just so many, yeah. so many where it's like, okay. And I still to this day do this where I'm like, okay, if I'm alone in an area I don't know, I put keys between my my knuckles yeah. and, um, you know, and like I have people have me tracked so that if something happened, they could find me and like mm-hmm. whatever. So I remember I asked him like, yeah, what precautions would he take or like what would his fear be when yeah. he's just out and about at night by himself? And he could really only think of one thing and it was that he would get mugged if he was in like, you mm-hmm. know more of a sketchy area where he like wasn't really close to people he knew or where he was used to being and so yeah he's like I guess like that I would be mugged and I was like okay so women are worried that they're gonna get raped they're worried that they're gonna get assaulted they're worried that they're gonna get harassed they're worried they're gonna get catcalled they're worried they're gonna get murdered yeah like there's so many things and I remember he really was like, oh, my God, I've never had to think about things like that. Mm-hmm. So I will say one of my proudest moments of that <laughs> marriage was that I made him a bit more of a feminist. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you <laughs> can train a, a straight white man <laughs> train <laughs> to understand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And there are men who are feminists, but yeah, of course, it's not something that they think about. No. And so I think it's good to have very real conversations with them about it. So yeah, agreed. just really wanted to interject that there. Yeah. Thank you. So just a couple more thoughts. Um, Here's a a gem from Julie's Instagram. Okay. She said, what women need is to be seen and treated as multidimensional human beings. By focusing primarily on a woman's appearance, we run the risk of neglecting her soul, her mind, her dreams her talents, her capabilities, and her future. I mean, that's, yeah. More than a body, bitch. (laughs) That's fucking right. That should be the title. I'm more than a body, bitch. Ooh, yeah. Or go have a fucking orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. I love that rant. Yeah, that was a good one. No, I totally agree. Um, Men just, this is going to be, the way I'm going to describe this is graphic, but this is how men think about it. People that have a vagina... You're just a warm hole to them. I'm <laughs> sorry. Is that a warm not, hole? Is that not true? I mean, you're right. We're just like objects to a exactly. Lot of them. Like it doesn't truly matter. And some of them, like obviously, there are always going to be exceptions to the rule. But the rule of men, yeah, like in general, is that you are an object. Yeah, there to satisfy them. Mm-hmm. AKA a warm hole. <laughs> so you gotta great. stop. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not. I know. You are and correct. I told you, I warned you that it would be an explicit yeah. way to say it, but <laughs> I mean, men talk like that all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. So, moral of the story is wear whatever you want, whether that's, you know, garments or not, fine, but do it for you, not because. Someone else is telling you to do it, you know? Yeah. So, or if that means showing more cleavage in your shoulders, love that for you. Hell yeah. Whatever makes you comfortable. That's really all it should be about. And also, if you want to have premarital sex, 
fucking go for it. Love that for you. I really recommend. <laughs> Me too. Personally, I hate when people use the word slut or whore yeah. in a derogatory manner because mm-hmm. are we not all sluts? Exactly. We're all just sluts. In in whatever way. It doesn't have to be a sexual way. Yeah. Obviously, that's predominantly the meaning, but... I'm a slut for a variety of foods. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just enjoying yourself. And yeah. Again, I think it kind of goes back to gluttony um, mm-hmm. as one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> um, but it's it's just ridiculous because you can classify yourself as a slut without it being a derogatory thing. I fucking was a huge slut in my single days and I loved it. And I know Maddie's expressed the same thing to me. Yeah. I had a great time. Yeah. And I think that's really important to tap into who you are. Yeah. Um, obviously as a person, but also it's a really good way to learn more about your body and yeah. what you like. That's what I was going to say. So I think that's just like another thing. I feel like that you don't necessarily immediately associate with purity culture, but I it's would kind of say connected. that, yeah, I was going to say it's yeah. definitely connected. Yeah, because if you don't know what you like, then, you know, sometimes you just want to have sex with someone one time yeah. and then you're done. But then what if you get married and you don't know? Anyway, it's just, I'm just very well and, <sighs> passionate. And same. Like we said, this definitely ties into our masturbation episode. And I've known a lot of people who have expressed to me that they've never explored their body yeah, um, because of purity culture. And they have so many issues with sex when they get married. Yeah. I understand to an extent if you, if masturbation is not for you. Yeah. That's fine. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great time. Would recommend. <laughs> But also, I'd recommend gay sex. Y'all won't do that. Um, <laughs> but I I just think regardless of if you're trying to attempt to masturbate or reach an orgasm, I just think it's really important to explore your body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I Because agree. I, like I said, I know so many men, they don't fucking know. And then I know so many women, again, this is predominantly Mormon women, who have never touched themselves. And I'm like... Or they've they're, never had an orgasm. Yeah. Ugh, there's. Think of how many women in the church have never had an yeah. orgasm. That's so fucking sad. Yeah, it is. Let's take a moment to respect them. Yeah, moment of silence for R.I.P. to those pussies without orgasms. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, you ruined the moment I'm of sorry. silence. I, let, let me say it again. Um, R.I.P. to those women who have never had the joy of an orgasm. How is that no, worse? No, I like the first one. Also, were you were you done also? Well, I just remember that I had one more thing that kind of goes along with this. But yeah, I'm done. Okay. I just wanted to interject another story. Okay. Let me say this really quick. Yeah. And then to your story, don't forget it. I won't. Kind of going along with that, there's lots of like, rhetoric in the church about like damaged goods. You know, like you have the, the chewed gum one or can't even remember any of the other ones right now. Do you? Uh, licked cupcake. Oh, yeah. The licked cupcake. The nail in the fence. I think I've oh, heard of that, that one? one. I haven't heard that one. I can't remember. Yeah. Just like Chew gum was the, the main lesson. one. Yeah. That one's a pretty popular one, I feel like. But that just causes so much harm. Because, listen, I 
did shit <laughs> when I was a teen. Good and for you. I went through the process of like talking to the bishop and it's honestly just humiliating because that is a normal part of your development. Yeah. But just the shame, you know, then after you do something like that, you're just labeled, you know, and then, you know, and I was worried at the time, like, oh, well, will someone still want to be with me? So rip. Anyway, that was my <laughs> last point. Um, that just, makes just like the damaged goods idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me think of, I remember so many, like, because at, at BYU-Idaho, you know, there were people who had gotten a divorce or they'd had sex with someone before. I just remember other people in my ward when we would discover that had happened, they'd be like, I mean, he's not a virgin, but that does mean he knows what he's doing. No, it doesn't. Number one. And also, no, it ew. doesn't. And why is that okay for a man, but that's not okay for a woman? Yeah. Like when a man, this is a different thing, but it's kind of similar. But like when a man is sleeping around, like you said, they're like champions. But then when a woman, you know, does that, she's a slut. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's different. It definitely is. Um, and that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I just had a, a, another story to interject. Yes, go for um, it. Um, and I also have another thing I wanted to bring up as well. Obviously, what we've been talking about has been predominantly purity culture in white yeah. religions, mostly, I would say. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I know that purity culture exists in many different forms and many different yeah, countries exactly. and cultures. One of the girls I grew up with, she married someone from another country and i remember her telling me that when she there was two two specific things that i was like whoa because that's not really something that we necessarily think about here in our culture one was she got her period while she was there mm -hmm. and pulled out a tampon to go use it and his family was like oh my god she's sleeping around because only sluts Again, derogatory. Can, can put tampons. Can put tampons in, in their fucking. Puss. Listen, that's not true. It's not but true. But I, I have heard that idea, and it's it's interesting. Yeah, and she was like, um, "Can you tell them that I have not done that?" But also, another thing that happened was she really wanted an IUD. Yeah. And they were doing like the visa process, so he was back in his country, and she was here. She really wanted an IUD, so she didn't have to worry about birth control, and. She was going to go see a gynecologist to get that put in. And her fiance at the time said he did not want that because then the doctor would be inside of her before he would be. And I did not like that. But at the same time, I understand that that's not our culture. Yeah. And there's, I mean, definitely different things that other cultures do better than we do and vice versa. But those were a couple of things that I'd never really thought of, of like, yeah. oh, a, you know, someone's putting a tampon in. They're a slut. Or, yeah. oh, you're letting a doctor put a speculum in. That's not sexual. If you think going to the gynecologist is sexual, you're a fucking it's, idiot. It's not. It's horrible. It's awful and cold. <laughs> Why is it cold in there? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's unrelated to my next point. But um, I just wanted to leave you guys with this very <laughs> funny story. So back when I was still presenting as um, a straight Mormon person, <laughs> one of my friends at the time was getting married. And this was one of the friends that had told me she had never 
ever explored or masturbated or touched herself in any way. And I was like, man, that's going to be a really sad sex life. If that's something that you really, if that's something that you need in a relationship, that's going to be a really rough start. Yeah. And anyway, so me and one of my other friends, uh, shout out to Katie, who is our number one fan. And we, we love you, Katie. <laughs> um, we decided to, for her like bachelorette party slash bridal shower, there was only a, a handful of us there. And um, I thought, you know what? I'm going to be practical because when I got married, my sisters gave me a couple of items to help me, which I mean, I'd watched porn for a decade plus at that point. So I, I really understood the mechanics to an extent, um, which that's the story for another time. But <laughs> I didn't like need as much help or explanation. But I was like, you know, I think it'd be really nice for my friend to have the tools that she needs to do those things if she wants to. So my friend Katie and I, we uh, bought this gift together and I called it the sex bucket. <laughs> um, and so I literally just went to Walmart, found a literal bucket. Really, this the name came up when I found the bucket because I was I like, mean, this yeah. is perfect. Um, but then I put in, I think I had like a couple types of lube. I had some condoms. I had a little like bullet vibrator. Um, a classic obviously <laughs> i think i had those things and then i also had washcloths which my sisters had given me and i it was it proved really useful <laughs> i'm just saying ew i'm sorry <laughs> but it's true and so anyway put all these things in the sex bucket <laughs> gave it to her am i <laughs> the other people at this party were very utah mormon um and they were like time for gifts and they gave her like a pair of not even really scandalous tights and they're like he'll love those and I was like yikes this might be the wrong audience for my gift which <laughs> went last um and so it turned into a sex ed lesson 100 percent. because as she pulled out each thing she's like what is this what is this for what do I do with it and so I had to say like so this is lube <laughs> um, your body may not make enough lubrication for penetration. Definitely use this. Mm -hmm. um, and like the vibrator, like <laughs> that one was wild because they were like, why would I need that? And I'm like, you will. honey, he you does will. not know a goddamn thing. And especially mm -hmm. if you have not touched yourself, you don't know a goddamn thing. Yeah. So how are so you supposed to tell him? It's just, yeah, it's just a good way to explore. Whether it can be with him, it can be by yourself, whatever. Um, obviously, condoms were pretty straightforward. But I remember, like, everything that she pulled out, they were, they, like, what is they were like, what is this? And they passed <laughs> it around. It was like fucking show and tell. They were like, can, can I see that? And I was like, uh-huh. And I remember specifically the washcloths. <laughs> um, they were like, why washcloths? And I was like, make him go get this wet and bring it back to you so you don't have to do the like waddle to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I refused. I never once did that in my marriage with a, to a man. Yeah. Never once. Um, and they were like, you can do that. I was like, yeah, you don't have to do that. They can do that for you. Like get that, you know. And it was just like so funny that that was such a foreign concept to them. Yeah. Um, and I remember because <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know how deep we're getting 
<laughs> um, but I just kind of like they asked questions, I answered them, whatever. And I remember af- afterward, one of the girls came up to me and was like, this is the best bachelorette party I've ever been to. Like this was super informative. And I was like, so just a basic sex ed class yeah. would have been great for you. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh yeah, have you guys read And They Are Not Ashamed? I was like, okay, I haven't even read that, but I know it's not good. Yeah. And no, we're going to, we're going to go over that and compare yeah. it to Come As You Are. Yeah, definitely. So. And I, I've been and wanting to. And we have some re- other marriage ones too. Sorry. I oh, it's, a, it's okay. I, I was just going to say, yeah, I've been wanting to read Come As You Are anyway. Yeah. Um, Ever since that, because they were like talking about and they were not ashamed. And I was like, that sounds horrible. It, yeah, it really does. So yeah, we'll definitely go mm-hmm. over those books in the future. Yeah. But just wanted to end on the sex bucket lesson yeah, that I classic. gave. Um, Because purity culture affects you in a lot of ways. And modesty, rape culture, victim blaming, um, how you dress, how you act, your interactions with other people, yeah. and sex. So yeah. So lots of effects. Definitely. Well, that was super informative. And (laughs) I know it's definitely something that, you know, we've had to deal with in our lives. And um, I assume most of our listeners have also had to deal with, but I think it's just good to, to, you know, destigmatize those kinds of conversations around it. Because again, it's just so built into the culture of especially a Mormon American. Yeah. So... Yeah, thanks so much for doing that research. You're welcome. Um, as a reminder, the links to the materials that Maddie used are going to be in the description of this episode. Also, please follow the pod on uh, Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at FHE Podcast. We're really excited for some episodes that are coming up. We have a handful of our pals that are going to come on and be guests on (laughs) a couple of good episodes. So definitely, definitely keep an eye out for those episodes coming out soon. Um, As always, if you ever have any suggestions or want us to talk about a specific topic, definitely DM us on Instagram and we love to hear that or about your own experiences with um, purity culture, etc. So anyway, Maddie, Do you want to do our manifestation of the week? Sure. The manifestation for this week is be a slut. (laughs) (laughs) Even if that's not sexual, it can be for whatever. Yeah. Whatever that means to you. Yeah. Enjoy things how you want to enjoy them and not how other people have taught you to enjoy them. Yes, exactly. Perfect. I love that. Definitely go be a slut today. <laughs> Call us now. Be a slut today. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah, it did sound like that. Sorry. Okay, you fruity cuties. We'll see you next <laughs> week. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, have a fruity week. Bye. Bye. Bye.